Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live at 9 a.m. Central Time from Houston, Texas. This radio show is free all the time to my listeners. I have an archived audio library of spiritual and metaphysical teachings here available free at any time of the day or night to everyone on earth with access to a computer. These shows are educational and most of the time I'll be interviewing others who will be telling about what they know, the books they've written or the spiritual work that they do. And sometimes I'll be the one doing the teaching, so please join us anytime, either live or later in the archives. I have a free email newsletter to sign up for that or just to read what's on my website. Go to hotpinklotus.com. Also, I've published two books so far, Edina, Energy Medicine from the Stars, available on Kindle, and Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, available on Amazon and Kindle. The second book, Akashic Records, is about Akashic Records readings that I've done for other people and the effects of these readings on their lives. I'm still doing Akashic Records readings, so if you're interested, contact me. The call-in number for this show, if you want to make a comment or ask a question on the air, is 347-945-5309. Well, good morning. It is Friday the 20th of July, 2012, at 9 a.m. Central Time. And today we're going to be talking about sacred space. And uh, that includes not only how to create sacred space for yourself, um, either in your home or your office or perhaps a garden, but also how to locate and recognize those spaces or those locations, those specific locations on the earth which have a special kind of energy and are often referred to as sacred sites. So um, I think where I want to start with this is how to create sacred space um, for yourself. Now, uh, that might, that phrase, sacred space, might not make any sense to um, some people, so let me define it. It means creating a place that is special where you um, protect the energy and create a positive force field or energy field in that location. So some of the reasons you might want to do that would be And some people do this automatically without even knowing they're doing it. Um, Some people create altars inside their homes. um, And there there may be all kinds of different energies focused upon in those altars or with those altars. For example, um, many people have altars with Kuan Yin as the center figure. Others have altars with many different gods and goddesses from different religions. And they or Jesus, any or Mother Mary, any any person, a deity, entity that you want to um, align your energy with, 
you could create a little altar, which would have an image of them perhaps um, along with candles and special objects. Some people put crystals on an altar, that sort of thing. So that could be a sacred space, and you can have more than one of those, and they can be in the home or for some people they could be in the office, they can be in a little garden. And that would be a good place to, if you do healing work, to create a sacred space as well, whether you put an altar there or not. You want sacred space wherever you're doing healing. At least this is my opinion. You also might want some in the place where you meditate. A lot of people do have a little altar in the place where they meditate. But you can create sacred space for the purpose of meditation with or without an altar. Um, There are many ways to create sacred space. I think a lot of people know about the use of uh, smudge sticks, which is a a Native American tradition uh, in which you use plants that have been dried, and you can make these yourself. And certain plants are better for clearing out negativity from a space than others. And um, these plants include cedar, lavender, sage, and sage is probably the most commonly used, but most many people don't know that you can also use things like mugwort, which is an herb. You can use these herbs um, dried and you light one end and make circles, um, clockwise circles in the room and um, or the space with the intention of clearing out any energy that is not in your best interest, and you also always open a door or a window a crack so that those energies can leave that you don't need there. Many people will also, while they're doing that, they'll also smudge their aura, in other words, the energy field around the body, and don't forget under the arms, under the feet, and between the legs. And um, you can smudge other people and when you're doing that don't blow on the smudge because that puts your energy into it and what you really want is the energy of the um, actual plant so fan it either with your hand or a feather and there are actually a lot of people make an offer for sale fans feather fans Um, and this is one way to create sacred space this is one way to clear to do space clearing, and it is part of creating sacred space. Another technique, which was given to me by the Ankanash, uh, the healing core of the Ashtar Command from Sirius B, who brought Adina to the planet through me, gave me a really nice way to create sacred space, or as part of the process. I recommend you do several things. Just Trust your own guidance about which ones to use, and I'll give several options. Um, The way they gave me to do this was to create um, a sacred light field because Adina works with light. So what we do is we put the violet flame into a particular uh, location. The way that we do that is uh, go into a meditative state close your eyes and imagine that there's a a flame, a carpet of little tiny purple flames of light all over the floor in the location that you want to establish this field in. could be your whole house, 
could be a single room in the house. Uh could be your office, could be the entire office building. And this is something that you don't really need permission to do uh, because it has to do with space. You can create a violet flame containment field anywhere, uh, particularly public locations, churches, banks, uh, grocery stores, any place where people get emotional and dark energies can collect to feed on those unhappy emotions. And... um, if you don't know why there would be such an energy, dark energies collecting around the checkout counter of a grocery store, you've never run out of money when you needed to buy food. People get real emotional in grocery stores um, and banks and churches and other places too. Um, so what you do is, again, get into meditative state. Imagine that there's a carpet of tiny violet flames all over the floor, covering the floor completely, and then... In your mind's eye or with your intention, allow uh, those flames to gradually rise higher and higher in the room until they have completely come up to the ceiling. And if uh, there are no doors in the doorways, you can just imagine or with your intention create Oh, like a piece of glass or plexiglass there so that it rises all the way up without going out the door if you're just doing the one room. And when the light gets all the way to the ceiling, it is complete. Some people like to um, invoke the Archangel Michael to stand watch above the space as they're doing this process to collect any dark energies and reroute them to their proper dimensions or densities or wherever they're supposed to go. He knows where they're supposed to go. We don't have to decide where they go. This is his job. A lot of people will say, oh, I want to send them to Jesus. Well, that's not the job he's agreed agreed to do. Uh, he'll just send them on to Michael, or at least that's what I understand. And um, But this is something Michael does, Archangel Michael, one of his tasks that he's agreed to perform. I also want to mention while I'm talking about the violet flame that you can create a um, violet flame field in your own aura, just in the same way we just described. And I also want to acknowledge that it's the um, Ascended Master, St. Germain, who holds the violet flame in consciousness on behalf of humanity. And um, so we thank him for that each time we work with the violet flame. And there are other ways to create sacred space in your home. Uh, one way is to uh, burn beeswax candles. They have a way of removing negativity or dark energy or what, however you want to talk about it, um, helping to clear that. And some people pour um, an, an oil made from soaking mugwort or sage or any of those herbs we mentioned or I mentioned earlier. Um, for about two weeks, then you've got the essence of that particular herb in your oil, and then you put a few drops of that on the top of your candle as you burn it. And um, that helps also to clear negativity from a space. To, and you can feel the difference if you have sensitivity to energies. Now, some people feel it, some people see it, some people can hear the energy, hear it shift. Um but um, 
this is one way to create sacred space in your in your home, office, garden, wherever you want to do it. Also, the removal of clutter is really important. Think of every square inch of that space as sacred and important and make it beautiful because beauty also um, helps with your own sense of feeling the sacred. And uh, clutter is very disturbing to, I believe it's disturbing to the soul. I'm sure there are people who would argue with that, but I believe it is. And I'm not pretending to be a person who keeps the whole house free of clutter. Anyone who knows me would laugh at that idea. But I'm saying in your sacred space it's important to try to keep it free of clutter. Um, now, as for gardens, you you can do slightly different things there. You can put um, a labyrinth there to meditate in. And, um, of course, some people have big enough houses they can do that in their own home inside the house but most people don't and there are plenty of plans for labyrinths on the internet l-a-b-y-r-i-n-t-h and you can create them using all kinds of different objects stones or you can create a little garden path lined by plants and um what happens with the true labyrinth, which is not just a spiral to the center and spiral back out? I know some people think that's a labyrinth, but it is not. A labyrinth goes from left to right and left to right again and again, um, as you will see with all the labyrinth patterns. And what that does is um, balances the two hemispheres of the brain. And you can actually download some um off the internet, print them out, and finger trace them, and the same thing happens. And um, be mindful of what you have on the walls. You know, that's part of the space. And if you want sacred space, you don't want images of war or uh, stormy boats at sea in a storm or anything like that. That does not evoke peace. It does not evoke tranquility. So um, I think that about covers it for sacred space in your home. And um, when you want to talk about sacred space as in different locations, um, there are ley lines on the earth or energy lines or some people refer to it as the magnetic grid of the earth and where the certain lines converge um, there are sacred sites and many of the ancient temples and pyramids were located on these sites because people could feel the energy they were not distracted by the kinds of things modern man is distracted by um, swimming in a sea of electromagnetic fields like we do with Wi-Fi and all that stuff in the air. It um, it's much harder to feel the energy of the Earth, although there are people who who still can do that. And many of the ways that there are several ways that they um, can double check what they're feeling too. There are pendulums and uh, dowsing rods. Pretty easy to locate these lines, and there are many different kinds of lines. And if you want to um, learn more about that, I 
uh, recommend that you either Google or Bing. I've been doing a lot of Binging lately. I like that Bing. It's got a pretty picture on it, and I'm very visual. Um, ley lines, or for that matter, sacred sites, uh, dowsing, that sort of thing. And um, some examples of sacred sites on the earth that most people know about and, and agree are sacred sites uh, are places like Mount Shasta in California, which, in my opinion, has already en- entered the fifth dimension because things happen when I'm there that I can see into an, another frequency of reality that I I can't do I can't do that everywhere. Um, at least not consistently. It's on and off outside of places like that, but pretty consistent up there. Um, And places like Sedona, Arizona, where there are a lot of psychic energy vortexes. And places like where there are pyramids, ancient pyramids, like in Bosnia or Egypt or They've discovered using satellite imaging that there are pyramids on almost every, well, I think on every continent. Um, China, there are quite a few there. And most of them are so old that they've been covered up by soil um, because, you know, as plants and animals die, I mean, we learned this in sixth grade, at least I hope you did. I, I did. I hope they're still teaching that. Um, that as plants and animals die mixed with uh, ground-up rocks like sand, the, those mix together and make soil. So over a period of ten, twelve thousand years, soil builds up and trees grow in, in the soil. And you can see that in Central and South America, like the Yucatan and all through Central America, um, pyramids that are half uncovered because people have started working on it, and they haven't the funds to uh, whip it out and. In a month or two. <laughs> In fact, I don't think anyone, any country does. It's a very big project. But um, these pyramids are located on sacred lines, and they were able to locate them, and not sure how. Perhaps they doused also, but I think they had people who could really just feel the energy. And... Um, so there are many, many sacred sites like Titicaca in South America and uh, a lot of the European churches that have been built over grottos to the goddess, and there are many, many churches, especially medieval churches. There are many locations which are sacred sites on the earth. If you're interested in learning about um, how to... Sometimes there are negative lines on the earth and they have energies that are not helpful to human beings and you don't feel well when you're there. And if you want to learn about um, how to do something about that, how to uh, make that energy jump over your house if you happen to be on one of those lines, here is an excellent place to go and it is... um, Slum Sperling's website. He worked with that kind of thing and many other things about moving energy, changing energy, handling energy. Um, and that is Slim Sperling. S P is in 
Paul, U-R-L-I-N-G, Slim Sperling. And he's got tools for sale. He's passed over to the other side in 2007, but his family still runs the website and offers the tools that he spent a lifetime figuring out how to make, and they're based on the sacred cubit measurement from the Bible. And he's got a storm buster, and he's got agricultural um, enhancement tools. And um, they are for sale on his website. And there's been one book written about him, written by Cal Garrison, and that's also available for sale on that website. So I'm going to see if anybody's got questions. Uh, there's someone saying, yes, I am taking calls. However, I'm not doing any kind of readings, but I do take calls to, for people to ask questions or make comments about the subject. And the call-in number is 347-945-5309. So please call in if you've got a question or if you've got information that you want to share about this subject. Um, but... This is, um, okay, somebody here's got a question. If you want to type the question on the chat, I can answer it. Go ahead and type it in, or you can call in. So I'll just wait for you to do that. Um, So sacred sites on the earth are a great place to go and recharge your batteries, If you, particularly if you're a healer. It's really important to clear your energy of negativity that you can pick up while you're in the process of healing others or just to recharge your batteries because most people don't know about this or they don't talk about it. I don't know if they just don't know or if they people just don't want to talk about it, but when you're doing readings and healings for other people, um, you use up energy. Most people don't realize that. I think it's um, called psycho-spiritual energy, and just what you can be sitting perfectly still, go into a trance to do a reading or healing session, and this includes massage therapists, and you're using an energy is not visible. I mean, when people are moving around, like doing a massage or doing sacred dance or whatever, um, then um, you can see that energy being used and you can understand why a person could get drained or tired. But when a person is doing readings, it takes an enormous amount of energy but it doesn't look like they're using energy because they're sitting perfectly still. So, um, here's somebody's question. So you need to recharge your battery and go into a sacred site or creating sacred space in your home as a place to recharge your energy. That's a good way. Somebody's got a question. Okay, let me see. What about performing a Peruvian ceremony on Native Medicine Wheel in Canada? I don't understand that question. Will the spirits get mad? Hmm, I'm curious. 
I don't understand the question. Can you make that question more clear? I mean, the Peruvian ceremony on Native American wheel in Canada. Oh, I see what you're saying. South American energy. No, they won't. The the First Nations um, energies which exist in Canada will not be angry if a Peruvian ceremony is done in that location. Here's why. There, uh, there's a very important thing. Um, the eagle and the condor is what it's called. We need to marry or blend those energies from the North American continent and the South American continent. They need to come together for this new era that we are birthing right now. And so the answer is no, they won't be upset. Uh, this is part of blending those energies. They want to be joined. They never should have been separated in the first place. And once upon a time, those shamans uh, were constantly having meetings with each other. And I don't mean physically in each other's physical presence. I mean they would journey at a certain time and a certain place and meet. So, yeah, that's a good thing. Doing a Peruvian ceremony in Canada would be a good thing, and vice versa. And there are a lot of people doing that, by the way, already. Okay. I'm not seeing other questions. Maybe I'll scroll back and see if there were some. Mm -mm. Okay. So let's talk about some of the sacred sites. Um, there are some on every continent. One that not everybody knows about are the crystal fields in Arkansas. And I just got back from there yesterday. Spent about eight days up there. Um, and they are in the neighborhood of Mount Ida and Hot Springs in that, and Glenwood, Arkansas. And that's a very high vibrational area, just like Mount Shasta and Sedona and actually the Four Corners region. And I'm just talking about North America because that's what I'm familiar with. But, of course, all the Mayan pyramids are sacred energy and are clearly on ley line crossings, the positive kind of energy. Um but uh, and not every not every location feels the same. Um, the energy, for example, at Mount Shasta feels very very different than the energy in, say, Mount Ida, where the crystal mines are. And even if there's not a mine, there are crystals all underneath the earth, all over the place there. Um, What's what Mount Ida and I don't think a lot of people know this. A lot of people know there are crystals in hot springs, but Mount Ida is about forty minutes away, I think. And the crystals that are there are um there are a lot of phantom crystals there which have a lot of properties, but one of which is having to do with past lives as well as with people who have uh transformed dramatically from the kind of life they were born into 
to creating for themselves a life that is very, very different than one would expect given the circumstances into which they were born. Phantom crystals crystals are pretty awesome things. And um, I'll tell you, that's one of the best places to find them. There's actually a place called the Wegner Mines, W-E-G-N-E-R, uh, the owner's not terribly metaphysical, but there are a lot of really great crystals there, and they're they're almost all phantom crystals. And the ones that aren't are these really high vibration crystal clusters. There are more clusters than fingerlings there, but all in that Mount Ida area, there are an enormous number of um, very very high vibration crystals. I, in my opinion, much higher vibration than the hot springs crystals although for the most part they're smaller, which I think probably means they're newer. In other words, a newer frequency, a newer energy, uh, younger crystals. Um, But both are wonderful. So that's another sacred site. And uh, I want to go back a little bit to pyramids and how they're on every continent because I didn't say where they are in North America. I think they're so old in North America that they are so covered. They're such ancient pyramids that they are so deep in the earth that they are so very much covered and the land around them covered with layers upon layers upon layers of soil, which, as we said earlier, has to do with animals and plants dying and mixing with you know, the rocks that are eroding and sand and gravel and all that stuff and eventually that all turns into soil but I think that there are what what have been called by most people medicine mounds Native American medicine mounds that have energy coming out the top in fact there's one in Huntsville Texas and I I know someone whose mom has a house built on top of it and everybody can feel the energy there but they they're medicine mounds to the American Indians because, or the First Nations, however you want to call it, um, because they can feel the energy, and they always did. But prior to that, there were pyramids of an earlier civilization, and all they are now is just a little hill. So if there's a medicine mound anywhere near you, go to the top, feel that energy, see for yourself. All of this that I'm talking about is stuff to experience for yourself if you're interested. And pretty soon I'm going to be uploading some photographs from what I thought was an extremely sacred spot. The energies felt awesome, awesome, awesome in Arkansas near Mount Ida and it's called Collier Springs and that's going to be on my uh, travel blog which is hotpinklotus.com blogspot.com and um, I'll upload that probably later today or tomorrow I just got back late yesterday from Arkansas and I'll be taking off for Bosnia early next month and be gone a couple of months doing some uh, research for a book about the pyramids there and the other sacred sites that are near there Most people are completely unaware that there are some really awesome sacred sites in Bosnia 
and I'd like to make that aware, make more people aware of that. I think it's really important. Uh, a lot of people do know about the the. Uh, gosh, I have trouble saying this. It's I think it's Mujadoria, and that's in Bosnia where there's a a place that the Mother Mary appears and people have miraculous healings. Um, there are several sacred sites. Well, I don't want to spoil the book for everybody, so that's what I'm going to be doing for a couple of months is collecting information. And all that kind of thing is on my blog, hotpinklotus.blogspot.com. I have several different blogs with different subjects so that people don't get confused. But if you go to one of them, I'm pretty sure there are links. Yeah, I know there are links to the others. And um, if you have any sacred sites that you want to suggest that people would um, be interested in visiting, you can go to the chat, type that in, and I'll tell people. Or you can call me. You know, if you have a cell phone, it's a free call, and a lot of landlines are free now, too. The call-in number is 347-945-5309. I welcome information from you guys, sharing, sharing of experiences you've had in sacred sites, sacred locations, um, anything like that you want to share. I'll tell you, there's an awesome, oh, breathtaking sacred site in Canada that and I'm only talking about places I've visited now. There are plenty of others. And it's called um well it's in Banff, B A N F F, which is in Alberta, Canada. And um there is a, a cave right underneath this um hotel that's kind of a spa resort thing and it's got a cave the cave has got a waterfall and pool inside of it which is just unbelievable energy it's just i in fact i did a reiki initiation there for a friend who lives in canada when i was visiting really awesome energy in there it's actually a reiki master initiation i believe um So that's one in that that particular place. But then there are springs all over the place there and lakes. And actually, that's where the Archangel Michael's retreat on Earth is. It's on the inner planes. All the ascended masters and archangels have uh, retreats in different locations. And they're on the um, higher frequency levels. So most of us can't see them right now, but you can certainly feel the energy. I know that part of the world feels totally awesome to me um so if you if you want to visit if you live in canada and i have listeners all over the world um then i highly recommend you visit some of the lakes around there lake louise especially and uh another place that feels incredibly sacred to me i could the energy was just i hear energy and it was just like really refined energy and that's the columbia ice fields um, which, for those of you who don't know, is a glacier. And, um, yeah, there are glaciers in Canada. Talk about a surprise when I found that out. Um, let's see, other sacred sites. Oh, 
Costa Rica has these strange things. I mean, I think there are a lot of sacred places all over, but Costa Rica has these balls that emit some kind of energy that I think creates sacred, sacred energy, sacred vibrations all around them, and they are perfect spheres. They, they're about six feet in diameter. Nobody knows where they came from or who made them, but they are so perfectly spherical that that you, I mean, measured with the finest tools we have, we're not seeing anything that isn't perfect in terms of their, their spherical qualities. So primitive people don't know how to make stuff like that. They don't. But you can see those in Costa Rica. Um, other sacred sites. Let's see. I think particularly in Chichen Itza, which is in the Yucatan, I had a really, personally, a very powerful sacred experience and um, a healing experience. Actually, in the 80s, I walked up to the top of um, the pyramid. I believe it's called the Pyramid of the Warriors. But it's got really narrow steps, and I thought, my goodness, these people must have very had very tiny feet. Well, it turns out that if that's not why those steps are tiny, or maybe they did have tiny feet, but that's not why they're so tiny. Those steps are engineered so that if you clap your hands at the bottom of the steps, that clapping sound as it vibrates off those stairs and up the stairs to the top gives off the call of the Quetzal bird, Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L. This was a specially engineered sound temple, sound. My two children and I climbed up to the top of that temple, and I think they were maybe five and nine that summer. My ex-husband did not go up there. I found out later he was afraid of heights, but he wasn't telling me at the time. Um he hadn't been when he was younger. Um, so we went up there and stood on a corner of the top, the level part. And I looked out in the direction of the cenote and I felt this energy coming up through my body. And it was really profound, very profound. In fact, I spread my arms out because I thought I could fly. Unfortunately, I didn't actually jump or anything. <laughs> But it really felt uplifting, and as I put my arms out, it was even more profound. And um, when I came back down, I just felt so, like, charged and up and happy. And um, I realized after I got home that I didn't need those pills for depression anymore. So I had a healing experience on this particular pyramid, and I think a lot of them are healing, healing pyramids. Um, but that was really profound. So if you're ever in Chichen Itza, go to the uh, Pyramid of the Warriors. And, in fact, if you are facing the two snakes, and you'll know what I'm talking about if you're there, if you're facing the two snakes, and behind the two snakes is where the cenote or the big pond is, then the pyramid I'm talking about is behind you and to your right. And I highly recommend visiting the uh, top of that pyramid and just feel the energy. Another really amazing, amazing pyramid in the Yucatan 
with a completely different feel to the energy, much more regal sort of feeling. Um, gave me a feeling of being um, more filled with the completeness of who I am. And I know that doesn't, it's a hard thing to articulate. But it's called the um, the pyramids, it's a pyramid complex at Ushmal, U-X-M-A-L, pronounced Ushmal. And uh, that energy is feels completely different. It's like the difference between uh, tastes in food, the energy is not the same in different locations. And sometimes all you have to do is get still and quiet and uh, go into a meditative state and you can begin to feel this kind of thing. Um, Ushmal has the distinction of being having the only oval pyramid that I've ever heard of and certainly that they have in uh, the Yucatan. And the myth is that it was built overnight by um, a, a man, we would refer to it as little people now, and he was born from an egg hatched by a witch. Now, that's probably all very symbolic language. Built overnight by a little person. He was a sorcerer also, apparently. Uh, And he was hatched from an egg laid by a witch. Now, I don't know what those symbols mean, but people who know more about symbology than I do would probably just be able to unravel that. And... um, so don't be afraid to visit sacred sites, go into a med- meditative state, and feel the energy. So I think I'm going to stop there, and I'll talk with you next week. Don't forget to check check out my website, my personal website, hotpinklotus.com. And um, I also have a couple of others, edina, E-D-I-N-A, healingtemple.com and a couple of books on Amazon and Kindle. Just go to that website, Amazon, and type in my name in the search engine, Lois, L-O-I-S, Wetzel, W-E-T-Z-E-L, and both of those books will pop up. And, yeah, check out the blogs, hotpinklotus.blogspot.com is the place to start. Talk to you next week. I'm going to listen to some music right now. And this is Adam Hurst playing Ritual from the um, album of the same name. Beautiful, beautiful. Original compositions in, played by a cellist. <laughs> 